0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, the theme of like the past two days in the NBA has been like the stars putting on clinics on Christmas Day. We all know that that is the marquee game in the NBA in the middle of the season until at least the postseason. Like the stars want to, you know, shine the brightest when they have the biggest of stages, which is Christmas Day. And also we saw Kevin Durant, and Darius Garland going off in that Cavs and Nets game last night because neither of those teams got a Christmas Day spot. So Darius Garland scored like 46 points, Kevin Durant 32, Kyrie Irving 32. So now I'm wondering, what's the theme of today? You know, two days after Christmas. Do you think any Mm. of these teams are going to have like uh, an emotional hangover today? These teams that played on Christmas Day, do you think this is like a a drop-off spot?
1: Yeah, I think that's an actually a, a good question because we were saying this before Christmas Day, which is Christmas Day is, I mean, it's the NBA's day. and I know there were a ton of NFL games, but there were five games in the NBA on Christmas Day. And it's sort of now traditionally become basketball's day to shine. And a lot of the bets that I liked on that day was basically backing players in big spots. Because if you listen to all these NBA players, even after the game, the games that they played on Christmas, what did they say? Uh, there's something about playing on Christmas Day. You always want to show out. You always want to do well. So there's sort of a natural Christmas hangover anyway. Isn't there always that, even personally, if you're not an athlete, isn't there that letdown when you're like, uh, oh, it's not Christmas anymore. It was a great buildup, and now it's over. And there's a bit of a letdown personally. And even in the NBA where you, you think I can show out on the 25th and then uh, that's over. So, yeah, I think that's something that you legitimately can take into account.
0: Yeah, I also think it depends on the situation too because if there are still teams and players trying to prove something, then maybe this is not a letdown spot because we'll get into these games individually, but I think there are a couple spots where this maybe is the case. Uh, looking at the Sixers and the terror that they've been on, I know they played on Christmas Day, but I still feel like Joel and Embiid and the Sixers are trying to prove that they belong in the top of the conversation mm-hmm. when it comes to the Eastern Conference. And then we'll talk about the Grizzlies. I think they were in a good spot today. And John Morant had this quote where he said uh, the only team I'm worried about is really the Celtics. When it comes to like the big picture, I'm not worried about anybody in the West. And we all know how these type of quotes go. Like they never age well. So the Grizzlies played the Warriors on Christmas Day and got their booties spanked despite Steph Curry not even playing. So I think that motivation will still be there for the Grizzlies. Because look at teams who lose on Christmas Day. I think that there will be some motivation for teams who got, you know, manhandled on a primetime stage. So let's get into the slate for today's NBA games. And let's start with that Sixers matchup between the Sixers and the Wizards. We've got the Sixers laying four and a half on the road here. Total 221 and a half. So my first question was, for the teams playing on Christmas Day, do we think that there is a letdown spot? Because if there ever was one, probably playing against a bad Wizards team. Maybe they won't take this opponent seriously, but still, like I said, I feel like the Sixers are still out to prove something. I think I'd still be on the Sixers here.
1: Yeah, I would be too. This number seems low to me, and I kind of like the over too, the more I look at this. First of all, it's either Sixers or the over for me, and if you look at the way the Sixers are shooting the basketball right now, they're hitting at a clip of more than 50% over their past two games. Wizards don't have anyone on the inside who can slow down Joel Embiid. So I can see a lot of second-chance points as well for Philly. The over is hitting seven of the last ten games for the Sixers. Money is coming in there as well. So I'd go over or lay the four-and-a-half of the Sixers, and I expect that line to go up as well.
0: Yeah, it's been eight straight wins for the Sixers, and they have covered in seven of those. Meanwhile, we know the Wizards are not a good team. However, they are coming off an outright win over Sacramento, covering a seven-and-a-half-point dogs, winning that game outright. And like you said, I think there are some matchup issues here at play for the Wizards going against Joel Embiid. If you look at the, the fantasy matchups, the Wizards are not good against opposing centers. They're giving up the fifth-most points to opposing centers how do you think that's going to go when you play Joel Embiid? And interestingly enough, last year, the day after Christmas, the Sixers played the Wizards, won that game 117-96. to Joel Embiid had 36 points. So I think it's going to be Sixers for me laying the 4.5 on the road. Let's go to the Suns and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies laying 6.5 at home, total and a half. Has this line moved? I think it was uh, 7.5 overnight maybe, But I've already alluded to it. Jenks, I think this is a great spot for Memphis.
1: Oh, I love this play. This is going to be one of my best bets. I think I'm going to go big tonight. Why not? Had a nice week last week. So if I come on tomorrow and talk about how awful I was, well, that's just natural regression. But I don't know how you cannot back the Grizzlies here. First of all, yeah, they're coming off. You're getting a little bit of value because they were blown out against the Warriors. But that's an anomaly because the Grizzlies at home are a completely different animal. They're 11-3-1 against the number in Memphis. They've also gotten better defensively this month. One of the better defensive teams in the NBA in the month of December. So don't let that blowout loss against the Warriors fool you. Also, the Suns are just a mess right now. Everyone is banged up. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. And the last time these two teams met, Grizz won by 25. That was just a few days ago. Grizzlies minus 6.5 all day.
0: Yeah, the Grizzlies have been one of the best teams at covering the number at home as well. A blistering 11 3 1 ATS when playing in Memphis. I think you throw out that Christmas Day game against the Warriors because nobody was more motivated to, you know, beat up on the Grizzlies than the Warriors. If you watch some of the post game press conferences with uh, Clay Thompson, like he talked about it. Like he said, Don't you dare call yourselves a dynasty yet. You haven't even won one. So I think that there was some disrespect that was felt by the Warriors Mm -hmm. when it comes to the Grizzlies. We know those two teams don't like each other. I think the Grizzlies rebound here. And like I said, John Morant needs to prove something here because he went on the record and said that he's not worried about any of the teams in the West. So you got to win games, brother, against teams in the West if you want to say stuff like that. And like you said, the Suns very heavily injured for this one. Devin Booker out. And just a few games ago, we saw this exact same scenario. Devin Booker out, and it was the Grizzlies winning it pretty handily, 125 to 100. So I'll be on the Grizz tonight at minus 7.5. Next up, let's go to the Clippers and the Raptors. Raptors laying 5.5. Total, 218 and a half. Jinx, is this a game that's going to make the card for you?
1: No, it is not. I am I love that Grizzlies line. I got it this one yeah, at six okay. and a half already up to seven and a half and just an hour and a half later. I, I think with this Clippers Raptors game, I I kind of like the Raptors here, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's no way this line should be this big, but I think this has to do with the Clippers just being exhausted. They had an incredible game last night where they made a what was it? They overcame a 12 point deficit in three and a half minutes to force overtime, ended up winning that game, should have lost against the Pistons, ended up winning. But I think when you think about them being on the back end of a back to back and then they go to overtime and then they have to go to Toronto, I just feel like that the Raptors are probably the right side here. They're going to be more well rested. So I would lay it with Toronto.
0: Yeah, I think this line is telling when you see the Raptors five and a half point favorites against the Clippers who have just played yesterday, like you said, in a very, um, you know, uh, game that they needed all of their energy to the final minutes of this game. I would imagine somebody probably sits because aren't the Clippers one of those teams that, you know, they're taking rest if they need it. I think this is what the yeah. line is saying is that somebody for the Clippers is going to be sitting on the back end of a back to back, especially since it is, you know, two days after Christmas. This is not a premier game for the Clippers on the road here. So I think I like the Raptors laying the five and a half just based on that alone. Next up, let's go to the Knicks and the Mavericks. The Mavericks laying five and a half at home, totaled 222 and a half. We've talked about the Mavericks on this show before, how despite being a great team, they haven't been covering some of these numbers. I don't know if it's just close wins or what, but one of the worst teams at covering the number at home. And meanwhile, the Knicks, for the most part, have been on a bit of a hot streak. So, Jenks, are you taking the points with the Knicks?
1: No, I, I cannot figure out a, a side. here. I've gone back and forth when I was trying to handicap this game. So here's the thing. I wanted to lean Mavs. But the problem is the Knicks are as good as they have been covering on the road. Best team in the NBA covering on the road. They're 8-5 and five or 11-5, and five, I should say, against the number. The problem is now they're starting to play bad basketball. But they were red hot. They won eight straight. Now they've lost three straight. And each of those three losses were losses against the number as well. So you're essentially betting on which Knicks team is going to show up. And <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I guess I would lean Dallas. But ultimately – this is one game on the slate that I don't like at all.
0: Yeah, I think I am waffling between two bets in this one. I'm either going to take the Knicks plus five and a half, just kind of fading the the Mads, how bad they've been against the number. Despite being 13 and five at home against the spread, they're just six, 10 and two ATS and overall. 12, 20, and 2 against the spread this season. Looking at the Knicks, they've been a cash cow against the spread away, 11, and 5 this year, and also the best team in the NBA in the first half. So, what I'm trying to pick is do I play the Knicks in the full game or the first half? The Knicks are 24, and 10 against the spread in the first half this season. Maybe that's the way to go. So, if they're getting 5.5 in the full game, I would imagine they're getting 2.5 in the first half. Jinx, what do you think? First half or full game?
1: Oh, you got to go first half. That's been more of a moneymaker than this full game nonsense. Just go with your gut here, Chelsea. Go with the first half. Matt says it's a great call. He knows more NBA than I do. He's saying this in the chat. But, man, full game, it's really hard to gauge where this game is going to go. So I think first half is probably a much safer and smarter bet.
0: Here's the other dynamic. We get up so early for the show that I am very tempted to always play first half bets, whether it's in the NFL or in the NBA. Because I can go to bed earlier, and if I lose my bet, I will have time to cool down and not be mad you know, before I go to bed. And then finally, one more game, we will get to the Nuggets and the Kings. Nuggets laying three and a half. This line is up from two and a half, and the total, 237 and a half, sky high. Jinx, is there anything that you saw on this one?
1: Uh, I think what I'm going to do here is, I here's what I would do. I would look at a player prop for Nikola Jokic just because it looks like DeMontis Sabonis is questionable for this one Jokic's been playing great basketball recently this total is 237 in the hook looks to be one of those games where the Joker could go off so look at a points prop for Nikola Jokic or a points rebounds prop and go over
0: yeah uh, only thing it's not going to be low because he always puts up huge numbers